Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. It's the last day of August, Ty. One day until my birthday month, and oh. since it's August. Did you hear Taylor Swift is releasing a new album? I, I did hear news of that. Yeah. This is impromptu. I did not uh, warn you about this ahead of time. I just thought we were going to talk about this. But yeah, Riley was like almost, I thought she was going to die. Yeah. She heard the news. She was like hyperventilating and stuff. No shit. Over yeah. just like an aggressively overrated artist. <laughs> The, the world's number one polluter. Oh. Anyways, today we are reviewing <laughs> the newest Netflix original film, Me Time, starring Kevin Hart, Mark Wahlberg, and a bunch of other people that are in the film. Um, not really any other big name actors. Uh, Netflix. Regina, really? Regina Hall's. Okay, fair. Yes, Regina Hall. Netflix isn't on a great run right now. I mean, the last Netflix run, uh, movie we reviewed, um, The Day Shift, that was horrible. Yeah. I don't even know the last one we did after that. I'm sure it was just as bad. But I feel like these streaming movies in general have been kind of underwhelming. I mean, I look at The Gray Man. That's a Netflix movie. Underwhelming for me. Wonderful. Uh, Firestarter was a Peacock streaming movie. That was horrible. One of our lowest scores ever. Um, there was another one somewhere. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers was a streaming movie. Disney Plus is Disney Plus is different. They're built different, man. That's why they're going to win the streaming wars. It's fair. Um, the Adam Project. And yeah, I didn't love that movie. So we're going to talk me time, Kevin Hart, Mark Wahlberg. And before that, though, She-Hulk episode two. By the time you're listening to this, you might have watched episode three. We'll touch on a little bit what we saw in episode two, kind of what we think moving forward, kind of what we did last week with episode one. I don't know if there's necessarily anything new to talk, touch on that we touched on last week, but it's always worth talking about because it's Marvel. Yeah, we got to talk about it. Let's give it the show. percent of the time, it works every time. John Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't feel so good. Oh. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Okay, Ty, before we jump into She-Hulk, I have an update for you. Another oh. thing I didn't warn you about yeah. before we started the pod. Going off, you know, this is impromptu. So last week when we did the pod, I was uh, captivated by a Rotten Tomatoes um, ad for the series The Resort on Peacock. 
from the makers of Palm Springs and some other things. Yeah. Um, I can confirm I've watched all seven episodes since then. How are they? Uh, episode eight coming out tonight at midnight, same time as She-Hulk. Okay. I can't wait. I'm staying up to watch The Resort, final episode of the series slash season. I'm not probably going to watch Sea-Hulk until tomorrow, sometime after. So that tells you where my, my headspace is at right now, Ty. The resort, it's captivated me. It's like kind of like a detective mystery-esque movie, but it's got like some super, supernatural elements where like they've kind of opened the door for this final episode to either be super crazy or like maybe not crazy at all. And all the supernatural stuff is supposed to be like a deeper meaning. And there's like deeper meanings behind this other stuff if you think about things. And like I was on the Reddit and like going through the – the, the rabbit hole of reading everyone's uh, episode eight predictions and everything. And so, yeah, it's a pretty good show, I would say. You're just fucking all in. I like it, which was surprising because I looked on Rotten Tomatoes and it had like a 50% or something. It was like not good at all. It's 86 right now. Audience. Oh, yeah. But, 50, 50 audience score. Yeah. So I don't know what, the, what the critics. Oh, no. Audience is 50. Yeah. Critics is 86. Yeah. I don't know what the audience is. People reviewing that, like what's wrong with them, but. Yeah, I enjoy it. I, I think you and Victoria would also enjoy it. Okay, I'll consider it. So it says it's like a, a thriller, not thriller. It says it's like a mystery comedy. It's not that funny. I'll I'll tell you right now. Mm. Like it's, I would not call it a comedy. It has laughable moments. Not a comedy. Okay, more so. just more mystery with some chuckles. Yes, and there's uh the main characters. Their names are the Reeds. So that was I that's why that. no that's why you're in. Um, I didn't know that coming in. Um, the main girl is the girl from Palm Springs. Um, okay, she's yep. delivered a great performance thus far. And there's also the kid from oh my god, the binge. Yeah, you know that freckled kid, Skylar Gismondo. Yeah, what else is he in? He's in other stuff. I feel like he's oh, uh, Booksmart. Booksmart. He's in it, and I like him in this uh, as well. And Ron Swanson, Righteous Gemstones. And Ron Swanson's in it. Nick Offerman. Ooh, so. Fuck yeah. Okay. There's some there's some names. It's a good series. I recommend it. All right, I'm 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 pretty locked in on uh, House of the Dragon right now, Jay. Oh, the Game of Thrones? Yeah. Never even finished the first one, but it's fine. This is a prequel, so I'll have time. Now, how far in Game of Thrones did you get? I made it... I had like two seasons left. Did you make but, it to the Red Wedding? Yeah. What's the big deal about the Red Wedding? Um, I've never seen it, but it was trending on Twitter today because people were talking about something that happened in that show house of dragon mm-hmm. yesterday or whenever the last episode versus the red wedding like what was more shocking and everyone's like oh the red wedding's the greatest moment in tv history it's it was i'll be honest it was the most shocked i've ever been watching something wow I, it's so it's like these two families they come together spoiler alert a heavy heavy spoiler i'm never gonna watch game of thrones so i don't care it's like these two families finally come together and they're in like a great hall dining or whatever and it's like finally we have peace or whatever and it's you know they kind of let down their guard and then, like, the one queen, like, looks over at the person she's sitting next to, who's, like, another high-ranking person, and, like, pulls his sleeve up and sees chainmail underneath. Mm-hmm. It's like, why the fuck are you wearing chainmail if, like, this is a peace thing? And then they just go and brutally murder, like, that entire family who's Jeez. there. Just, like, start slitting throats. It was, like, a king and his wife was just pregnant and, like, just kill the pregnant woman. Were these, like, main characters they killed off? Aggressively main characters. Wow. Um, one of them was John Madden, uh, not John Madden, <laughs> Joe, his name's Madden. I think John Madden is the football coach, uh, game of Thrones, Madden, Richard, Richard Madden. Madden. There it is. Very big. Oh, uh, he's in Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know him. Yeah. He's a big deal in this show. Very big character in the show. They just, they kill everyone and it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. It's like very, very violent, and you think it's finally like at a peacetime, and then it's just like, hey, all these characters you know and love are now dead. 
where does the series go from there? I mean, you follow all the main characters. There's a few other like family members on that side who survive, and then they introduce other characters and you know keep the plot moving. There's a lot of characters throughout, and, like the different houses, but this just kind of like ended a fucking bloodline. That's crazy. I know people were saying that on Twitter, and then other people were like, "Not if you read the books." Mm. And a bunch of people are like, "Okay, dude. Yeah, you fucking congrats." Nerd. Yeah. Didn't George R. R. Martin not finish the books, and that's why the last season was so shit? Because they yeah. actually had to come up with their own ideas. Yeah, no, they had to make an original <laughs> script, and they they fucked it. I love that. That's what happened. Is like I got pretty far into it, and then as I was catching up, the new season, like the final season, was releasing, and everyone was disappointed. And I'm like, I don't want to keep watching the next two seasons to just be fucking bummed out without ends. Now is this new prequel series? Is this George R. R. Martin's doing, or is this? I th- I think so. I I really don't know. Pretty fucking cool through two episodes, though. Was it called House of Dragon? House of the Dragon. Yeah. Hmm. They're just milking that Game of Thrones thing dry. Now, what is this on? HBO Max? Yep. Hmm. Nice. Great. I recommend it. It's a prequel, so you don't know how you don't have to know what happened. Just hop on in. Nah, I'm not a really Game of Thronesy guy. Have you tried it? It just doesn't seem like my type. I don't like that kind of like medieval kind of stuff. It's a lot of like like family, like who's gonna rule politics kind of thing but a lot of drama but also violence but also dragons lots of sex i believe this is george R. R. martin so it says it's based on the a song of fire and ice novels is that the game of thrones novels yeah i think so the first one was called a game of thrones fuck yeah and then a clash of kings a storm of swords a feast for crows a dance with dragons the winds of winters forthcoming what does that mean planned and oh i bet that's the season eight book a dream of spring what a fucking flex to like not release like a book for like to help end this series or keep it going and then after hbo fucks it up to then release a book that's like much better and fixes all the things they got wrong that's what he did you get to let like they get to test it out because maybe writer's block yeah you're like i don't know how to fucking end this show and then they make them do it and then you're like, oh, well, that didn't work. Yes, I should go this other fucking direction. Yeah, he got writer's block. He let them do it. And then he went on the subreddits and was, like, reading all the fan, what they would have done and stuff. And he's like, you know what? That's a good idea. Let me do these things. How upset? Cause I'm never going to read the books. I'm, I don't read books. Um, <laughs> how upset do you think people who read the books are going to be when he releases this book? And it's just season eight. <laughs> it's the same exact Like, he thing. just fully fucking copies what <laughs> everyone hated. Oh, uh, that'd be pretty good. That'd be awesome, right? That would be Gotta great. have balls of steel to do that. Because you know you're still going to sell like a million copies of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would. I don't know how much his previous book sold, but like the, the TV show didn't come out until this past decade. And his last book came out in 2006, 2005, and then 2011. So Game of Thrones definitely happened after his books came out. Yeah. So like. I know it takes forever to write them. I'm sure these probably sold well at the time, but they weren't as popular as. They are now. They're going to be now, yeah, yeah, when he sells it. So, um, I don't know. What is the last book you read? Fuck, dude. I was probably some senior year assignment. Really? You haven't read a book since you graduated high school? No. I don't fucking read. I don't know if I have either. I guess college I read some books, but. Oh, yeah. I, did, I, guess I said high school, but I did go to college for a little while there. I took English a few years. Does an audiobook count as reading a book? Yeah. If so, uh, then the last book I read was. Uh, the Disney CEO's audio biography. I feel like I would like audiobooks. I should probably try them. That was a good one. I don't. I don't want to listen to that book. Okay, fine. We listened to it actually on the way home from uh, Phoenix when we went to Phoenix 
like fucking almost two years ago now. Mm. It was a while. We went to go see that cool bathroom. So nice. That's when we listened to it. That's the last book I read. (laughs) Now, is that a good read? Would you say like an audio book? Is that a good read or a good listen? It was was a good listen. Okay. Interesting guy. Has an interesting life. Uh, She-Hulk tie. Speaking of another new show. Episode two. Abomination's back. Don't remember his human name. Don't Emil really Blonsky. Care. Emil Blonsky is back. Notably older. Significant. I mean, I mean, obviously, the movie came out 14 years ago. But, like, if we wouldn't have reviewed Incredible Hulk last last week and then we watched this, I would have, wouldn't have realized how much older he's gotten. Yeah. So there's that. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think this show is going to take an interesting turn. And I've seen all the theories and stuff. New rock stars. Um, their main guy was, like, had a wedding. Got married. Good for him. Whatever. But he, he took a break. Who's their main guy? Eric Voss. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, he didn't do like the, the episode one and episode two breakdowns that yeah, they always someone do. someone else? Yeah, because he has other people on the channel. Well, yeah, but like they're but not. But their voices, I'm they're sorry. They're No, they, he's the It he's looks the like a lovely sauce. gentleman and a lovely a lovely lady, but I can't do their voices and the way they deliver the lines, so I just didn't watch him. Mm. I was like, Eric Voss is out of here. Yeah. And then he did a, they just did a, a She-Hulk theory video like yesterday or two days ago, and he was back. So I was like, okay, I'm straddled back in. No, like there, I know it's like a whole thing, but he's the guy. Well, yeah, it's his channel. He just got big and then eventually hired other people. Yeah. But, like, you just you can't do it without him. Maybe we'll be a podcast on the new Rockstars umbrella. I don't I don't know. Why not? I would be afraid to try and replace him. <laughs> that guy's fucking great. Um, I don't even remember what the video I watched was, but it's going to be interesting, excuse me, to see, like, is Emil Blonsky the only villain we see? Oh, the theory was, is Kingpin behind this? Is Kingpin Again? funding GLKH? As a way to... What is GLKH? The firm she's now working for. Oh, okay. Um, as Is he funding this as a way to get all these like supervillains to pretty much get freed? Or maybe it's not Kingpin, maybe it's Val, whatever. But is this some bigger story where it's they're trying to get all these supervillains free to set up the Thunderbolts in a year and a half, whenever that movie's supposed to come up? So, like... That's actually a great theory. I think that's that makes the most sense. It and, does. Like, that raises the question, like, maybe there's an episode or two with Emil Blonsky, but then maybe she wins that case and it's a... a with um what's his name u.s agent because i know he was in trouble with some shit and then yeah whatever you know whatever direction they, they want to go bounce from there. around and release other villains and yeah. get them off free and then at the end like maybe she realizes like what she's doing isn't right or whatever and then what whatever the main villain is i don't know maybe the villain is hlk a glk and h I, yeah so i don't know it's interesting yeah i i don't know i i think that is a good theory but also like wong's helping abomination like it's not like he broke out of jail yeah, very true. He just teleported there and then teleported back willingly. Made fantastic points that it was the U.S. government's fault that he was the way he was. And Hulk did the same shit, but he's the one behind bars and Hulk's a hero. Yeah. Wonderful points. Yeah. I'd, I'd say not guilty if I was on the jury. <laughs> All he was trying to do was kill Hulk. He never hurt anyone else. Which was what he was fucking told to do. Yeah. And sure, shit went kind of sideways and maybe he made some bad decisions. But, like, it's because they pumped him full of fucking chemicals. I love this redcon that, like, he's been in this super max security prison for 15 years. And, like, they're, like, they're totally when Incredible Hulk were not planning. This was 15 years ago of bringing him back. Never once. And then now they're like, okay, here's a chance. We'll just say he's been in this prison. Like, I'm sorry, but that prison's not holding back Abomination. Mm. Like, you would have had to kill him to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Get rid of him. Probably. It's great redcon, though. I guess so. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the the episode ended with her seeing the footage of Wong training with Abomination. So we'll see what direction it goes there. And 
besides that, I mean, Hulk's obviously in a, in a shape spaceship out and yeah. going wherever, probably going back to Sakaar, definitely going back to Sakaar. Loved the super meta joke of him saying, I'm a completely different person now. Yeah, and then she looks at the camera and says, literally. Yeah. That was great. I like that, too. Um, so I don't think he's going to be in the series. I don't think we're going to have some side story of him on Sakaar. I think he's going to leave. And this, I think I said this last week. Like, he wasn't going to be in it and then maybe return at the end. He's going to be gone, obviously, and then he'll probably come back episode 10. Like, I have something to tell you. Meet so-and-so. Oh, he's the post-credit tease? Maybe, yeah. And we, we theorized last, it's Scar, whatever his name is, Hulk's his son. son. Yeah. There's also, like, because time works differently on um, Sakaar than it does, because the Grandmaster had that thing where he'd be, like, 10,000 million years old, whatever, if you lived on a different planet. There's a theory that there's a, the Alpha, I think it's, uh, is it Alpha? It's like old Bruce Banner. I don't know how this would work, but it's fucking Marvel. They could multiverse multiverse. Yeah. Fuck. We're me. in the multiverse saga right now. Um, it's like an old version of Hulk slash Bruce Banner. Who's pretty much like much more badass than Hulk. Cause he doesn't have any of Bruce Banner's flaws. So fuck professor Hulk, but yeah. like he's a villain. He's supposed to be one of Hulk's biggest villains. So there's a theory that that could be set up, you know, and, and scar and everything. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm excited. I'll, I think it's alpha Hulk. I think that's his name. No, this doesn't work. This isn't going anywhere. I know I there know. was one that came out in the Avengers video game. Yeah, um, it, he was in the video game because that was one of the one of the um, clips they showed in the video was that old maestro. Yeah, my maestro, maestro. So there's theories that he could be involved in this somehow. Okay, fuck yeah. And like one of the theory videos I watched was like, what if it is Hulk's son? that got really old and that's just how they change it is instead of it being old Bruce Banner, it's like old Hulk's son that got old because he was on scar for whatever reason. Cause he, he knocked someone up while he was King, you know, bad motherfucker on scar. Yeah. So we'll see how they're going to, and maybe there's a bigger path for Hulk moving forward, which I'm excited for. I want a bigger path for Hulk. I don't want him to just be this comedic element that they don't know what to do with because he's kind of overpowered and, you want to mm-hmm. save the times that he does get defeated, so you can't have him like losing these battles like Captain America. You know what I mean? So yeah, I want to see a bigger. I hope so. I hope we get more Hulk. We've said it every episode. We've said it every time we've brought up anything with Hulk. Yeah, and it's still what I want. There's also a. I saw it was a theory. The same theory video was talking about how. Um, Alpha or not Alpha. Um, not even Maestro, the other guy. His son takes over as the new ruler of Sakaar or whatever, and he turns it into like a sporty thing where it's like gladiator battles all the time. And this would be a future project, maybe not, whatever. And that's where we're going to get uh, Hercules introduced because Hercules was like, has crossed with Maestro and Hulk before. And like, we'll get the, we won't get a Hercules show, but we'll get Hercules fighting on Sakaar to prove his worth because he's trying to find Thor and go kill Thor. And that could be something they, they weave into. Maybe it's a Planet Hulk series after this. You know what I mean? Like, that would be fucking sick. I want it. So, That'd I don't awesome. know. There's a lot of ways to uh, to do this. I just hope they don't shit on it. Yeah. I, I, it's, I don't think we're going to see him for at least a couple more episodes. And I hope down the road we get something fun. Uh, my one prediction for the show, though, mm-hmm. uh, Daredevil. Yet to appear, he's going to be on the other side. He's going to be fighting her in a case, and then they're going to meet and fight outside of the the courtroom. Okay. Daredevil's appearance, he's going to be like a defendant against Abomination. I like that. He's going to outlawyer the fuck out of her. I don't know. She seems like she's a pretty good lawyer, Ty. She does seem like a good lawyer. 
Again, I would have said not guilty for abomination. Um, Megan the Stallion is supposed to have a, a cameo as well. Confirmed, yeah, in the MCU. Um, so, but this is a fun series though, where because of this kind of case and this theory of like villains and everything, and maybe it's something setting up um, the the Thunderbolts that we could get a lot of like callbacks, a lot of old characters, a lot of people coming back, you know, from the MCU. Yeah. Into this series. So, I mean, it's the most episodes and that. I, I have to think that's for a reason. Yeah, I, I would be shocked if we didn't get at least a few surprise uh, cameos. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not relying on it, but we're going to get at least a few. I think we get one or two for like the Thunderbolts and then we get the Val or whoever at the end. Yeah. Like that explains why all of this is happening. Yeah. Um, like she goes in on a meeting or something and Val's at head of the table. Like, running the whole fucking operation there. Yeah, yeah. That, that sure. would just make so much sense. And that's how you get all the villains off free and now working as a team. And then they make the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Do they put bombs in the back of their head? Like the Suicide Squad? <laughs> no. Okay. I hope they don't go that direction. It seems like that's the direction. I mean, that's what everyone just on Twitter is assuming. Like, oh, it's going to be the Suicide Squad, but Marvel. I thought it, I wanted it to be like a Thunderbolts kind of like versus the Avengers kind of movie. You know, like a Civil War. Now, I wonder if there's, like, a mind-control villain in Marvel anywhere who could make a hero evil. Are you being – are you asking a rhetorical question because I'm – No, I'm genuinely asking because I think that would be a good way to have, like, one of our Marvel heroes be a villain, like a fucking mind-control dude who's actually behind it, and then the Suicide uh, Squad. I don't know, maybe fucking Wanda? No, she doesn't have mind-control. I don't know. Maybe like normal motherfuckers, but not like actual people. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. And then we have all the Doctor Strange stuff and everything. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot. Mm. And when is it all going to button up? I don't know. Moon Knight. I saw a report today. Moon Knight's supposed to appear in Captain World. Captain World. Captain America. New World Order. Fuck yeah. So give me more Oscar Isaac in anything at all. And I think there there's a bunch of theories that they were filming season two, right? Because they were like in Egypt or something and. Like, he was spotted in Egypt, and so was, like, the showrunner or something like that. That would make sense for a quick turnaround, because, like, right after the show released, they were all, well, we'll see what happens if we make a season two. Like, Marvel doesn't make one-offs. Yeah. And, like, the fact that you're like, oh, we'll see if there's a season two, like, you're probably filming it right now. I mean, they do make one-offs, like WandaVision. Not really. Not with, like, characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, those are existing characters. They don't just, like, here's a new character and we're done. They've never done that. No, that's fair, yeah. So I just, it makes too much sense that they're going to do as fast as they can, uh, release that, and then have him appear in other shit. And I'm all for it. It's all it's a rumor, by the way. It's not anything set in stone yet. Um, I just thought of this right now, Ty. We might need to adjust our recording schedule, or we'll see how it falls in line. But D23 is like a week away, I think. No way it's that soon, is it? I thought I saw because I saw a tweet that's like it was like a um, a graphic for it and it was like did the D twenty three graphic reveal? Oh, we got damn September 9th. Yeah, so that's next Friday. So I guess we could just talk about it on the fourteenth. So if you want to know episode. exactly when D twenty three starts, Jay, there's a D twenty three Expo dot com. We're sitting at eight days, twelve hours, fifty five minutes, and five four three two one seconds damn the tickets are sold out big shocker there i'm gonna be watching it especially during the marvel panel oh but the first the third day of d23 
is the first day, of, first football Sunday. That's a big no. conflict of interest for me. <laughs> That's not good. Big conflict of interest. Yeah. I think Disney just went up against like the one thing that can out. <laughs> Like market them, <laughs> yeah, and that's NFL football. Yeah, that's I'm. If the Marvel thing is presenting at the same time as Red Zone time or Charger game time, it's going to be tough for me. I'm going to have a lot to watch at the same time. Yeah, like Chargers fourth quarter and Marvel panel. Yeah, it's gonna it's that's going to be tough for me. But mm-hmm. speaking of that, I freaking my Fubu that I got through my work ran out. They I don't. guess it was just a one year thing. They're so not going to re up. I'm going to message someone tomorrow and be like, hey. I'm still I doing need to watch my... these games for my job. Yeah, just like I'm heads up, I'm still $100. working. <laughs> well, no, when they made the account, I was told that it was like just a, a limited time account. But I'm just gonna be like, hey, let's extend it a year, baby. Just expense it. Well, that's I, I'm asked that I'm asked something. I'm like either that or like let me expense it because I'm not paying a yeah. hundred dollars a month. Expense your for cable for my job because that's literally the only reason I would get it is to watch the football games. Like I never used Fubu other than I mean when the Dodgers are on. Selfishly, yes. But I, I write about the Dodgers now, too, so that's part of my job as well. You're covered, dog. They need to be paying for your, they for will. your shit. I'll make it happen. So, Also, before we get into um, me time review, I just want to shout out uh, the boyfriend of the typo worker, if he's listening to this, Ty. We went to, uh, the, we went to the mall down the hill on Saturday, and I was trying out the new pen. I was trying out the pens, and I actually bought some. I usually don't buy these like pens. It was three for five. I really like how the ink came out. But I was writing on one of those pads mm-hmm. where it's like, test these pens, and I wrote – Listen, like movies listen to within the lines or whatever and then literally right when i wrote that right after the employee switched it out and i was like why'd you switch it out i was promoting my podcast i wrote it on it she's like oh someone dropped it i'm sorry she's like what's your podcast about blah 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 she's talking about it and then as we we're leaving she's like here write your podcast down my boyfriend's huge into movies mm. i'll tell him to listen to it he's always looking for a movie pod so if you're listening to that boyfriend of the typo worker at the brea mall what is a typo worker typo the store typo never heard of this you've okay. been in a typo with me i've never heard of it I know you. I know you zone out whenever we go to malls with the girls. I do. I hate it. I literally you... typed in the boyfriend of the typo writer <laughs> on Google. I was like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> Look up typo store, and then you'll get an idea. Um, thank you for uh, checking us out, and if you made it this far in the podcast, thank you for uh, appreciate hopefully it. being a, a recurring listener. Yeah, maybe he feels awkward now. Maybe we put too much pressure on him. He just turned it off. <laughs> He's like listening to this, like. Like with his boys who know his girlfriend is like a type, like he's working or something. Yeah. She, they know his girlfriend works a typo. I think she was the manager too. Cause I told her to give the other girl a raise cause she upsold me on some hand sanitizer. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, fuck, this is embarrassing. Never mind. Yeah. I think I have been in a typo. They got nice pens. Nice pens. Dude, I got I, a like, black one, a red one, and a blue one. For real? Yeah. I use pens a lot. I, I got a pen on my shirt, right? Three oh, for five. No, my favorite pen still is a G07, G, G7, whatever it is. Fine, fine point. The I don't know what brand it is. No, like is the like the the head of the pen is it fine or, or like wide? I don't know. It's the G two Pilot G two O seven, retractable retractable gel ink roller rollerball pen with zero point four millimeter line width. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a great pen. Th- those are my go to. I uh, I have one sitting in my desk that I've used all the ink in it. Yeah. Killed that pen. It's there. That that's what got me through college. I just bought packs of G twos, mm-hmm. and then I lose them, and then just I end up with a pack. shitty pen covering the football game, and I'm pissed off because the pen's going out every five seconds. That's the most frustrating thing in the world. Mm-hmm. You're trying to write down, keep stats, yeah. and it's just like I keep having to freaking write on my shoe. And never lick on the a pen. never with a G two would that happen? No, no. 
There, uh, well, there is some cheaper G2s. No, sh- damn, I'm trying to get a fucking sponsor. Can you <laughs> shut up? There is some cheaper G2s. Have you noticed that? No. I think I have a cheaper G2 in my little pen thing. I have so many pens in there. Most of them are shit. Um, it's a cheaper one where it's like almost more thin. And when you, it's not as good as like the G207s. That's why I said it has to be 07. It's like G210 or something is like the bad one. Hmm. So. Okay. I got to look to see which one I like now. Um, speaking of you covering games, didn't you get your fucking like bag stolen or something? No, it was uh, someone that one of the coaches picked it up. They reached out to me. I'm going to get it back tomorrow. So okay. we're all good there. That's good. Yeah. Riley's so nice. She bought me a new bag and everything. Are you going like, to use it so now that nice. you got your old one back? Yeah, because I the one she bought me is smaller, so it's better for just the games. Whereas the one I was using is bigger. It's like a good travel bag. Yeah, when you need a lot of shit. But if you're just going minimal, I just have like my camera and like a, a notebook. You just need like a man purse. Some snacks. Yeah. But it's cool. It's a little backpack. It has a, a, a charger. Well, I mean, you still have to have a power bank, but you plug the power bank into the inside the backpack and then it has a USB outlet that sticks out the outside of the backpack. So you can just charge your phone from the outside of the backpack, you know, so like I could be pocket? like it. Yeah. So I could be like tweeting and have it charging on my back. Fuck. Yeah. So it was pretty nice. Pretty nice of her. Good job, Riley. Do you want to get into uh me time? I definitely don't need any me time after she did that for me. I need some oh, me time. Nice. <laughs> Do you want to get into the me time synopsis, Ty? Get into the review. Let's talk about it. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Years by reconnecting with an old friend for a wild weekend that may upend his life. It's pretty short, but uh, this movie doesn't deserve a longer synopsis. No, yeah, I think the synopsis length is proportionately accurate to the amount of story that's in this film. Mm, Bingo there. I don't want to jump straight into the scale, but there's not a lot to this movie. This is a let's hire... You, this is how this movie came in, came to be. Netflix obviously is trying to make original content because now they can't just buy content from everyone else. I mean, they still are to an extent, but so they're making original content. They're like, hey, we have an idea. We want to do a comedy with Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. Maybe it was it started with Kevin Hart. They added Mark Wahlberg later, but it's like we have these two actors. Let's develop a script around it, and we're just it's going to be very heavily powered off of the star power of the film. And that's how we're going to market it. And the script and the story doesn't really matter as long as it gets some chuckles and is watchable. And that's what they made. That's exactly what they made. So this story, this, this movie is very shallow. I I feel like that's the kind of a mean word to say, but it's pretty shallow. Yeah. Um, There's not a lot to it. um, Both in the story and some of the acting performances. 
Oh. Um, I will say one of the actors, Luis Gerardo Mendez, who played Armando. Yeah. Uh, he's in the resort. Is he? He's a prominent character in the resort. So, Do you think maybe you showed a little bit too much love to this movie being swayed by him being in something else? No, I do really like him in the resort, though. What did you? What was your opinion on him in this? Just him. None of the other characters don't give away your. He score. wasn't in it a lot. He was just kind of like a generic, what like, existed in this universe. His character did not need to be in this, and like, no. I don't think the acting was bad or anything. But it's just like he was in it all of three minutes, and like pretty, pretty um, forgiving guy to just let his turtle get ran over, almost killed, and his house just completely defaced, shit in his bed, and just be cool with it. Yeah. And, like, not fire his wife. Mm. Yeah. So, pretty cool. But he's really good in resort. I mentioned it's not very funny. The parts that I do laugh at, most of them are him. He's the comedic reliever of the, of the resort. Some of the funnier moments, yes. Now, I don't want to give away too much, so I, I'm going to stop talking. Cause... For the resort? resort? Yeah. In case you watch it. What's the streaming on? Peacock. I don't know if I'm, like, a big, like, I'm, I'm going to watch anything streaming on Peacock. Why? I don't know. You There's have just... a Peacock account? Yeah, it just feels kind of... Ick. Why? Uh, Peacock feels like that's where you go to watch like Blue Bloods. <laughs> Just like a 60 year old's favorite cop show. That's why Riley actually has Peacock because she canceled it. And then her grandma texted her like, uh, I got logged out of the Peacock. I was trying to watch Blue Bloods. See? And then she fucking redid it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love that. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll take a look. I'll see. I don't. You don't have to. It's fine. It just doesn't feel very cord cutter of you. To watch something on like a CBS, like a like a cable company streaming app, you know? HBO cable? Premium, baby. Whatever. It's premium cable you right there. You watch football, Ty? <laughs> Fucking love football, Jay. You know this. Do you still have TV, like cable in your yeah. in your new setup? Yeah. I don't know if how that works. But you just run a cord, set up cable. I might need to fucking use your account. Um, yeah, this movie is... Look, it has a 7% Rotten Tomatoes, a 29% audience score. I watched this movie today, just to be transparent. Um, wanted to watch it last night, but then instead turned on the resort and watched four episodes of that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, I saw the scores, and I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, horrible. Like, this is going to be painfully bad. I'm going to be sitting there the whole time, like, what is going on? I know it's getting hot in here. You're unbuttoning your shirt for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, look, while it's not a good movie – it wasn't as bad as the Rotten Tomato score led it on to be. I will say that. I'll give it that much credit. You were not a 7% Rotten Tomatoes movie, in my opinion. I will say it has a higher – I gave it a higher score than 7. <laughs> I did do that. This is one of those cases, though, where I, I've mentioned it all the time, where like sometimes there's movies that have 90% fresh, and it's like, again, the flaw with Rotten Tomatoes is it's either yes or no, and sometimes it's like a partly yes, but everyone thinks it's partly yes, and that's how it gets 90%. Me time, it's like I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, this isn't a – I can't give this a fresh, but it's not as bad as, like, a true – like, some other 7% where it's, like, downright awful, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I feel like the other thing with other, like, bad movies is, like, maybe there's a niche group who are going to like it. Mm-hmm. This one, there it doesn't really feel like there's a target audience who's going to love this film. I think everyone's just going to uh, be my father. slightly disappointed. I don't even think your dad's going to love this film. I think he'll it'll be okay. I think he'll like it. I think you'll like it a lot. Really? He loves Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> okay. Now, I'll give it credit. It's a comedy, and it's, you know, it, it shoots a lot of shots, and not all every all of them hit. But I laughed quite a few times in this film, Ty. Um, the recurring jokes of him jerking off alone in his house mm. made me laugh. 
Um, it's wonderful. When he gets caught watching porn and stuff. This is an R-rated film, by the way, so that's why we're talking about these topics. Um, what made me laugh the hardest, though, is when he's talking to his uh, the, the parenting friend, the, the, par- the friend from the school. Yeah. And he's like, what's your last name? And he's like, Washington. John- like, he named all these last names. Kevin Starr's like, are you just naming all, like, popular black people names? And he's like, yep. <laughs> like, I think his last name was Fisher. And he's like, oh, like Derek Fisher. <laughs> that was pretty fucking funny. That made me laugh pretty hard. Not bad. The rest that- of it was a little chuckles. But that one did make me laugh pretty hard. I will say that character... Um, like that actor and that character was my favorite part of the film. <laughs> he, I enjoyed him. Good. He's in, uh, I want to say it's the little Dicky show, if I'm not mistaken. Like okay. the one that's like a fake version of his life. Yeah. I want to say it's him in that. Yeah. He is in that as well. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. He's good in that too. I like this guy. He's funny. I also liked laughed, uh, got a, a decent laugh when he's on the phone with his father-in-law and he's like, why should I, I be taking relationship advice from a cheater? And everyone's like, oh my God, he's cheating. And he's like, when we golfed last summer, you picked up all those <laughs> those six-foot gimmies. Those aren't fucking gimmies. You got to put those out. And, like, whatever his dad said back. That was just a niche yeah. golf joke that made me laugh pretty it was, hard. It was a quality golf joke. Because you play with old guys and stuff that do that. It's like anything within six feet, you're good. You, they just pick it up. They're going to make it every time. Which is not realistic. No, it's not. Whenever we play with Ben, we make him putt out. Remember that one time he was, like, two feet away, and he putted four more times, and he was like, this is why we pick up. And I'm like. That's why we don't pick up. <laughs> that that right there is why we didn't let you pick up. <laughs> so besides that, there was a few little chuckles. Some also laughs at just how dumb the movie was. Mm. Um, those kind of laughs. But, like, it wasn't a painful watch like most 7% are. Like, there's some scores that it's in the ballpark of, and it's not a great score, but, like, where it was more painful to watch. Whereas this, it was kind of just like I recognized the whole time it was a bad movie, but I wasn't sitting there like, God, when is this over? If that makes sense. No, that's fair. I, I think I I laughed a decent little bit. I think a lot of it was with that friend, like the dad friend. Um, I think there was other characters I couldn't stand. And I think a lot of the jokes fell flat and the story was shit. Mm-hmm. And while I don't think it's a seven, I understand the seven. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do too. I get it. Because <laughs> this is not a good film. Like I need... There's things to take away from it that are okay. It's not a good movie, though. I'm being a little harsh, I think. I mean, <laughs> my score will reflect my opinion. Is this going to be another Hubie Halloween? I I gave it a bad score. I'm gonna. It's a bad score. Nah, it won't. I Hubie Halloween. I think I would have given a fresh based on our score. I think it was over a 65. This is not even close to that. So okay, good. There is. There's no way we have as big of a difference as Hubie Halloween or even close. Because if we did, you would either have to give it. A fresh, or you'd have to give it single digits. Mm. So, it's pretty low. Single digits? To have a difference like Hubie Halloween. That's fucking wild. Let's talk about it, Jay. Would you give it for plot slash story? Slash, slash. I didn't pronounce it I was thinking today, I think I want to make a rubric. I kind of did this before with, like, the enjoyment. And, like, I used to do it with, like, the side characters, main characters. I you, think- yeah, at one point, you had a full, like, description of what each score meant. I don't know what you did with that, but you used well, to have was, it. It was mostly the characters and the enjoyment and stuff. and like, But I want like a full like teacher's rubric where it's like you can get one out of five points for this and one out of five points for that. I kind of want that here because this is like one point. Does it have a story? Yes. Now, I don't know what film doesn't get one point. Like we, We've yet to cross that bridge. <laughs> nope. And then it's like the rest. Like is there complex stakes or whatever? Like not really. Like there's – it's very generic. It's very kind of like 
all over the place where it's like you think he's going on this birthday retreat, but then it's not that. And then it turns into like him suddenly just like shitting in Armando's bed and like you have that little side thing. But then it turns into like party at his house. And then he's got like the little thing with Mark Wahlberg's character and like then Seal shows up and then Seal shows up. Um, there, It's just like a little and then Mark Wahlberg's money owed. Like there was just so many different things, convoluted fucking things. And like there wasn't like a center story arc. Like it wasn't about him and Mark Wahlberg's relationship or him and his family's relationship. There was a little bit of that in each area. But like even like when Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart, like they're, they're mad at each other and they make up pretty quickly and it's all good and like you never feel the, the brevity of the situation and anything and like so i i don't know what to give this it's it, i i gave it a four i don't know i feel like that's low but like i don't see how it could get more points i guess the only things that keeps it from lower is like besides them just getting into armando's house like there wasn't anything that was like okay now this just is absolutely unrealistic ludicrous so i guess that's what keeps it from getting like a two but yeah that's that's where i landed i'm at a three Okay, <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. And again, I, I've spoken about this before. I'm like, at, at what point, like, how do you get a one? <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to like just figure out like one feels too low. But I no bullshit. I gave Jackass Forever a three. That was just that was just skits. There was no story. That was the one we should have given a one. That's the one where I asked the question. Was there an overarching story? And the answer is no. <laughs> there wasn't that. It shouldn't have got a point for a story. And yet I gave it a three, which feels like that's the baseline of my score. <laughs> I don't think that's right, but that's where I'm at at this point. Like, I can't in good yeah. faith give this lower than Jackass forever. Yeah. So it gets that same score, a three. That's fair. There's just, Like you said, it's just a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. There's no through lines. There's no uh, climax even, really. Like, there's no. just a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. And then the movie's over. Yeah. I, I don't exactly. It was Ke- let's get Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg in a movie, and we'll figure out the rest later. Yeah. And they never quite figured out the rest. No, they're just like let's just film a whole lot of shit that we think might be funny, and then we'll figure it out in post. Or is it supposed to be like Seinfeld, where there isn't really a story, and that's uh, the the charm of it? No, there's no charm to this. <laughs> Visual cinematography tie. Now, this is another thing I wanted to create a rubric for. It's like because like there's always the question of like what gets worse, a movie with bad CGI or a movie that doesn't have cgi but doesn't try anything it's just generic as hell so there should be like five points possible was there visual effects and how good were they if there was visual effects i think you get an automatic one out of that five like you at least had cgi now if it's dog shit that's all you get is the one and then you got to think of other things there wasn't any real visual effects in this i mean there was the scene of him like hang gliding at the very beginning looked bad terrible yeah so that like it would get a one in that category but i kind of just gave it a zero anyways because there was no visual effects they didn't do anything creative. Like there wasn't any creative shots, no unique framing, nothing like that. I don't recall anything that looked bad from like a filmmaking perspective. Like, I don't like how this was shot. That was shot. Like it was just a very vanilla. Let's film this in two weeks with no visuals or anything. And it's like, what do I give that? I don't know. I landed at a five. (laughs) (laughs) The conflict in your head right now. This movie is hard to, this kind of movie is hard to grade. That's why I need a rubric. So, I thought of the rubric while watching this film because I knew I was going to have this dilemma. Yeah. It's a problem. Do and we... if I had a rubric where I could be like, yes or no, do you get a point? <laughs> yeah. Now, if we go back, say we go back, create a rubric like this. So, not only is there five categories where we have 20 points, but we break down those 20 points into individual categories under subcategories. 
Um, do you think our average score would go up or would people go I think, down? I think we would have some single digit movies. It would go down. Yeah. Like Thunder Force. Ain't no fucking <laughs> chance that's getting anything. Yeah. But I think it's it's also subjective to a point. So I think you could have your own rubric that maybe you're looking for a little bit different things that I'm looking for. Your rubric might have automatic point plus one if it has a one shot. Mine mm. probably would too if I'm being yeah. – Yours title is – Title cards. Yeah, automatic plus one for title cards. title cards. This had some title cards, so. <laughs> Did it? At the very beginning. The very, oh, very beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't – there's none throughout. Like bonus point. You could give a 21 out of 20 if it's a perfect visual movie and it has great title cards. Yeah. That's how you get 100. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get some fucking bonus points in a category here or there yeah if it's the funniest comedy i've ever seen 21 yeah <laughs> what did you give it for visual cinematography seven i'm kind of where yeah. you're at like that uh, the cgi looked like shit other than that like well, there wasn't like a lot of it so that's what made it that's why i'm like yeah like, that and like the, the mountain lion mountain lion yeah look kind of rubbery yeah but, but that's like the only cgi meaning i meant yeah, and so it's like, okay, I'm going to take away points from that. They didn't try anything else. No. So, But, like, they also didn't, like, care about making, you know, good-looking shots and colors and cool, unique shit. No, Like, it's just a comedy, and they could care. Le- like, there was a camera recording. It looked fine. Yeah. And that's kind of all there is. So what do you do with that? Yeah. Right. A seven. It didn't take away, like, the CGI stunk. There was nothing to give it more points for. It wasn't, you know, shot terribly. It wasn't someone who didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah, for sure. So, that's where I landed. Where did you land on key elements, Ty? Key elements. This was this was a quantity shooter. They were throwing up shots all fucking game long. I like Kevin Hart. I like Kevin Hart's uh, style Have of I comedy. Have I told you my theory that I think he's become so un- overrated he became underrated? Yeah. Okay, I just want to the ask. Bryce Harper of comedy? Yeah. Okay. Not sure if I brought that up with you. You did. I know multiple times. Yeah, so I know. I know you know that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's good. I like Kevin Hart. I like his style of comedy and a lot of stuff. Mark Wahlberg. Have you seen another comedy with? Oh, Daddy's Home. Don't like Daddy's Home. Other guys. Well, that's what I'm saying. The other guys, I really like him and the other guys and his comedy in that. Mm-hmm. I don't love the like Daddy's Home. I don't know if I've liked him in any other comedy. He felt. I like aw- Daddy's Home. Mm. He felt awkward in this. Um, did not like the Uber driver character. <laughs> no, didn't like her one Ted. bit. Leave not Ted. He is in Ted. He's good in Ted. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe he's a hit or miss kind of guy. He missed on this one for me. This felt like a. What is my character? He just he just kind of talks loud. Okay. <laughs> like that, there was no emotion. He well, was he's just that like cl- classic kind of crazy. Doesn't think about life. Yeah. Off the rail, not fully off the rails, but just kind of like vibing. Just fucking John Cena vacation friends. Mm. I can think of someone in real life that we know who's very much like this character. <laughs> kind of looks like him a little bit too. Like if he got muscular, you think? I think so. I could see it. I think he's got so. lighter hair than him. We're thinking about the same person. Yeah, we're thinking about the same person. <laughs> we gotta be. They have the same color hair. Who the fuck are you thinking about? Who are you thinking about? You first. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Maurice just flopped his ears. I was thinking about Maurice. Um, no, it's John Cena Vacation Friends. It is, yeah. and this was a movie I was thinking about. What did you give it though? What did you give it? Oh, I didn't. Um, seven. Oh wow, I laughed a little. Seven. I laughed a decent bit. Like there, there was a lot of shots. I really liked the fucking neighbor character, which whenever he showed up, like it was sporadic through the movie, 
it, it gave me my like once per however minute chuckle. Mm-hmm. His inclusion. I liked the jerking off scene. <laughs> we get, like there's some there's some funny stuff in this. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't call it a good comedy. Mm-hmm. But I think there is some funny stuff in this at, at times. Do you think, again, we've had this conversation about other movies. Do you think this is a movie that it came out in the comedic boom of the early 2000s where, you know, they kind of did more of these stupid comedies? Do you think it's uh, better? No. Okay. No, I don't. I think this movie is viewed the same no matter what. Okay. I feel like those stupid comedies had more, like, they're stupid comedies, but it was more thought-out comedy. This just feels like throw shit at the wall, see what sticks. Okay. Um, look, so I, I did get a few good laughs out of this. Like, I, I enjoyed myself a decent amount um, just with some of the things that did make me laugh. When when they did, there was a lot of misses. And I like Kevin Hart. Like, I think I've just – I don't know why I was suppressing my love for Kevin Hart this long. But, like, even his bad movies, I'm like, I, I kind of enjoy him in. Like, I just – he kind of plays the same character sometimes. But, like, I like his style of comedy. I gave this 11. I gave this one over average um, because, like – it did make me chuckle a good amount. We've watched some comedies on this podcast that just haven't hit, you know, yes, there's a lot and there's a lot that doesn't make me laugh, but at least had those ones that did make me laugh. And for that reason, I gave it more credit than, you know, something like a, I don't even, I can't think off the top of my head, but something like that. That's fair. I, for me, like the ones that didn't hit a few of them were kind of cringe. So it's not only like you're not getting points for this. It kind of took away for me. Like stop making so many fucking jokes. Yeah, I didn't feel that doing this, though. Okay. I just felt like it was like a goofball movie. It didn't seem like they were trying too hard. It kind of felt, I don't know, I think that's just the the beauty of Kevin Hart is it's just kind of like some people are just naturally funny. So when you're trying all these things, it just comes off more natural than sometimes other films. You okay. I mean? Which is why yeah. I don't think this was had very much story, and I don't think they developed much story. I think it was, hey, let's just let Kevin and Mark do their thing. <laughs> Which Mark, I don't think, is a very good comedic actor going into characters. Mm. Kevin Hart carried the score for me. Um, if I was breaking it down into like main character, side characters, I'd probably give Kevin Hart like a five. I know that's – I'm saying he carried it and he only got a five, but like that's pretty generous score considering this for type of one movie. person. Well, five – but that's how I used to break it down. It's like main character yeah. out of ten, side characters out of ten. Oh, gotcha. So main character, you know, but – so five, only five out of ten doesn't seem like a lot, but, you know – for this type of movie, I feel like that's that's about as best as he could do. The rest of the characters I didn't really enjoy. I did like the the dad friend you mentioned. I thought he was the best side character. I thought Mark Wahlberg showed up for a paycheck, quite frankly. Like I don't saying. think he acted. He did that one pastor movie where he was the disgruntled guy who <laughs> turned into a pastor. That I forgot was about that. When he did his acting chops, this was one of those movies where he showed up and he, you know, did his thing. Like he he collected a paycheck. He read the lines. Maybe he improved a little bit, but like. There wasn't a, like I felt like I was watching Mark Wahlberg, and I think that's just the Mark Wahlberg effect. You just got a huge eye on me, Jay. What? Father Stew is the movie you were referencing yeah. a few moments ago. Can you guess what the audience score on that is? Probably really high because the pe- all, the only people who went to go see it are people who, you know, are into that religious thing. So I'm thinking like ninety six, ninety five. Yeah. It's got 42 critics, but a 95 audience on a biography drama. Again, the only people that went and saw that movie are the people who. They were walking into the theater with the AirPods on, listening to, my God is greater. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, again, I think a lot of Mark Wahlberg's films now, it feels like I'm watching Mark Wahlberg. You go back to Uncharted, all those things. I give this a seven. All that say, I give this a seven. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think I, – I don't mind Kevin Hart. I don't think it was great, but, like, oh, god damn. You're a fellow short guy, so I know you appreciate him. I do appreciate him, Um, you know, representing. Yeah. Um, He's he's funny. I like him. Fucking – what's his name? Mark Wahlberg? Terrible. Again, I don't want to beat this home, but you put John Cena in this role. He just does better. I'm sorry. That's a much better film. We literally saw it in Vacation Friends, yeah. which I think two weeks ago when we first brought up this movie, I brought up a Vacation Friends and said that's a good movie to compare it to because it is. Like, I say Lil Rel Howery is the discount Kevin Hart. Yeah. And, like, yes, there's there's different dynamics. that They've never met their new friends. One, Lil Rel Howery's the, you know, more – I think that one movie has a better story overall, but the comedy is so much better in that film mm-hmm. than this film, and I, I, that's me liking Kevin Hart. And that's because you have a – Someone in John Cena who kind of commits to this crazy fucking character and takes it above, not just with his lines, but his like delivery and his mannerisms, all that stuff. Whereas Mark Wahlberg was this supposed to be this big spender, brash, doesn't care about anything, but he was just kind of acting vanilla Mark Wahlbergy. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, that's a problem. So put John Cena in this film; it gets a higher score. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think the issue is Mark Wahlberg's worse at the type of comedy him and John Cena do. Than Lil Rel Howery is with the type of comedy him and Kevin Hart do. Like, it's yeah. less of a downgrade to Lil Rel Howery than it is from John Cena to Mark Wahlberg. So, we need a John Cena Kevin Hart film. It'd be great. Top five buddy cop. <laughs> Haven't done that draft recently. <laughs> All that to say, um, I, I hated the Uber driver, didn't really care for the Armando. Regina Hall was in this movie. <laughs> she didn't really give any of the like any performance or anything. Uh, I'm sitting a point lower than you at a six. That's fair. How about the other, sorry, just jumping around just like this fucking movie. How about the other subplot of his son not wanting to play piano instead of mm. be a stand-up comedian? Yeah. Just another subplot thrown into the mix. Yeah. So predictable um, throughout. But just like why? Like it's. Kevin Hart's a comedian and that's a that's a talent is stand-up comedy. But why was there even that whole underlying story that was like only in there for five minutes of the movie of like his son doesn't want to play piano, but Kevin Hart wants to play piano, but he wants to be a stand-up. Like. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Like, they, they had so many different ideas for this film and, like, what could be the driving emotional part of the movie. And they just couldn't figure out which one, so they threw them all in there. Yeah. They're like, this one. No, this one. No, this one. Yeah. It's terrible. All that to Dog say shit. enjoyment, Ty, I still kind of had a decent time with this film because it did make me laugh a good amount. <laughs> and talking about it does make it sound worse. But in the moment, I'm not thinking about all these, like, stupid mm. storyline things. Only when I critique it. In the moment... I was I was enjoying myself. I would say at an average amount of a ten. <laughs> really, I average fine. enjoyed myself. I wasn't upset with it. Sorry to inter- like no, interject good. again. I wasn't upset. I wasn't like when is this over? I was chuckling a little bit, and it was just on. So I, I gave it a ten. Yeah, I was I was much more upset after watching Day Shift than I was this film. <laughs> yeah, um, that film was awful. This one, like talking to Victoria after watching, I was like, yeah, it's, it's not good. Did Victoria watch it? She did. What did she think? Not great. Not great. She didn't <laughs> like it either. Um, was, you know, it was. We're on a run of pretty bad movies. It's been, and I feel like she's only been watching the bad ones with you. Been fucking tough. Yeah, she didn't see Bullet Train. She had to watch Gray Man. I think. Did she watch Gray Man with you? No, I think I watched Gray Man um, alone. So she missed that bad movie. She saw Thor: Love and Thunder. That's good. That's good. Maverick. Oh, she didn't see Maverick. Uh, so. Just side side thing here, because it's sitting at a 19 on enjoyment, just to compare a little bit. Um, I did have to watch Me Time. I watched that movie. Followed that up. Riley bought Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, I watched it on Saturday. Got to like 10 minutes till the end. Victoria came home from whatever she was doing. 
uh, no, this was Friday. Victoria came home from whatever she was doing. I paused it, was getting ready to like continue, and then I said, oh, shit, you've never seen this. Turned it off, watched the entire thing again on Saturday. And? it's It holds up so well. <laughs> I love this film. Wow. I, I'm going to get you a Top Gun Maverick t-shirt. My dad, they went to like a store and there's like stuff. I don't know if I ever said on the podcast, I, I'm going to be a dad. Oh, no, you didn't. Yeah. No. Victoria's pregnant. I'm going to be dad. Yeah. Congrats, Ty. Thank you. That's the first time on the pod, breaking news. Yeah, just throwing that out there. My dad, um, all that. It's <laughs> a weird time to just no, interject it, that. No, it makes sense oh, because, together? Okay. yeah, my dad went to a store and they found like a Top Gun flight suit, ja- like the little fucking leather jacket for the Top Gun shit yeah. for like a baby. Oh, you guys are having a girl though. Oh, don't fucking say that. No, Jay. you guys are. I oh, can so you're feel saying? It. Hold on. So you're saying women can't be good pilots? <laughs> you don't trust the women behind the the wheel of a plane. I can feel it in my soul. First, when you brought up being a dad, I thought it was because Top Gun was making you so horny that that's no, what it does make sense though. Like there. that lined up kind of around the time. Like I, I maybe I didn't even know it yet, but I was gonna be a dad at the time. And then I just love the you fucking dad type of movie. You conceived your child the night you saw Top Gun Maverick? <laughs> no, Name your kid Maverick? I was thinking about, we were talking about maybe a middle name. Maverick is a middle name? Maverick is a middle name. <laughs> I don't fucking hate it. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, you're going to have a girl, though. I can just, I can sense it. I can feel it in my bones. I want to be happy either way. You're a good man for saying that because I don't want a, a girl at all. No, but I do want a boy. I want you to have a girl, so that could be the girl I could spoil. But then I can have myself a son. Yeah, and I don't then, want to coach softball. I fucking hate softball. And then your your daughter will be older than my son by a few years, and I'll be. And then when he's like thirteen and she's like sixteen, seventeen, whatever, he could be like checking your daughter out, and I can make fun. I'll of you punch for your it. son in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that we're close <laughs> enough to where I can punch your child in the face once he's a teenager. Me and Ryan had this exact conversation. I was like, "That's what's gonna happen," and like I'm gonna that. egg him on. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> Me time, I give a six out of 20. Oh, wow. Did not enjoy this. No, not a good film. Uh, day Shift, I gave a three. I felt like I enjoyed this twice as much as Day Shift. I gave Day Shift a three as well, and I gave this a 10. Yeah. I feel like I enjoyed this three times as much as Day Shift, plus a little extra on top. Yeah. Yep, for Kevin Hart. <laughs> Damn, so you did give this pretty low. It's uh. Are you in the 20s? Let me tell you, Jay, it's a 29 out of 100. It's a bad score. It's not seven. It's wow. a 29 out of 100. That's a bad film. I gave it a 37, but I feel like it's the best 37 I've ever watched. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, the only other 37 I've watched is a home team. And I think this was better than home team. Okay. I gave home team a 38. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember why that's so high. Cause it was about Sean Payton. <laughs> what the fuck am I? It's football. It's my <laughs> football team. Okay. Um, average score of 33. Putting it 135th, right behind it's Tom and Jerry. 30. Oh, it is just 33 out of those 33 and a half. Yeah, 135 out of 146. Tom and Jerry, Cry Macho. It just <laughs> just sneaks above it. Mm, I lo- <laughs> Cry Macho might get a higher score for me retroactively just for that punch scene. My favorite scene in cinema history. Just ironically get a higher score. I was thinking, Ty, we need to look at how many pods we've done because I want to do like a special edition, like maybe it's the 200th pod, whatever where we do a draft of like our top five favorite within the lines moments. And I'd have to go down the, the well and really think mm. maybe have to listen to some old podcasts. Yeah. But I just off the lot. top, off the top of my head, Elon Musk, Wally. Yeah, that's what Riley said. Yep. That's up there. Yep. Um, well, don't the, give any away right now. 
this for a future pod. Okay, I'm, I'm giving away free content? Yeah. Okay, that's my bad. <laughs> There's some good moments, though. Just going through a couple of the reviews. I can remember some shit here. There's some great moments. 118 on our list. Any of the diehard listeners <laughs> who know exactly what 118 is, you'll know which one that is. Great time. Any of, No one has any ability to know. Well, maybe it was there. Like, if they're doing, like, if they're keeping track at home and they're, oh. like, copy the spreadsheet oh, over okay. and they know the scores that were given out. I should just tweet this out. Like, I should make it share, like, viewable and just so people can see it. I don't think anyone would, but well, then I pin just, it on my Twitter. We got to wait till we release the other episode. Because now they would be able to look at 118. Fair. Very fair. Um, Ty, I got a new thing for you. Uh, what do we got next week first? Next week on... Ne- I can't talk. Next week on the pod, we're looking at... Let me find it. Let me find it. Um, Honk for Jesus. Is that it? I thought it had a longer title than that. that I don't... like Honk for Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Uh, save your soul. Honk for Jesus, save your soul. I don't remember what this movie was. I don't remember putting it on here. I remember because it has a 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a pretty decent cast, I believe. Regina Hall, back-to-back weeks. Um, that happens a lot, I feel like. Like, I feel like actors get in, like, like a rhythm of, like, I want to work, and then they just kind of chill. Are we sure this is next week? It already came down. It was a Sundance film. September 2nd is when it comes out. Um, so, yes, we are getting good? the fuck up again. Yeah, we It's good? on Peacock. It is on Peacock. The one you hate. Regina Hall, so Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown, fantastic in the uh, OJ Trials show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? No. Why are you saying that? You don't know if he was fantastic. I just was agreeing with you because I respect your opinion. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, in the aftermath of a huge scandal. Tune in next week to hear the rest of that synopsis. Movie. I'm going to love this movie because... Oh, this is the one. It's Monkey Paw Productions. Jordan Peele is an executive producer. That's why we're reviewing it. Got it. Um, I couldn't remember. I'm. It's a satirical, like, religious movie, so... You you would like Righteous Gemstones. The one is I talked about earlier. religious movie? It's about, like, a mega-rich um, church family. Oh, so what's his name in Texas? Um, exactly. No, 100 but Like, it's entirely rip-off on him. Dumbass name. Um, I don't... He's top five he's like right next to hitler on worst people on planet earth <laughs> wow that's a bold claim the the religious dude yeah no giant joel piece o- of shit joel osteen yeah no i very confidently can say joel osteen is like top five worst human beings ever well i hope he just uh, uses religion to take people's money but then when it like actually comes down to it and like he needs to be a good person he just doesn't give a fuck like when the floods or hurricane yeah, happened he yeah. just kept his fucking church closed i was yeah. like oh it sucks to be you poor people Hopefully, a type of boyfriend is not a Joel Osteen fan. We, we just lost him. Yeah, he was it. hooked in. He was like, I fucking love this pod. He was like, next week's honk for Jesus. I love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just shit talk Joel oh, Osteen, shit. and it's all downhill. That's fucking funny. All right. Um, so honk for Jesus, save your soul next week. Um, I have a new thing for you. Since you've hit the random Rotten Tomatoes score twice, mm. I'm retiring it. I'm so fucking good at it now. I'm retiring I figured it, it out. Um, and it's just look up movies beforehand that you think you might choose. Now I gotta hold on. I gotta. That was a joke. I didn't. Okay, cheat. so this is a a new series I'm doing where it's still Rotten Tomatoes. Where it is, you have to guess the movie that this Rotten Tomatoes score, this Rotten Tomatoes short review is for. Oh, fuck yeah! And I'll tell you if it's fresh or rotten. I will give you a hint beforehand if I think it's fit. This review specifically gives the hint I would give, which I'll just tell you now. It's a Marvel film, starting with a Marvel film. 
but like I'll try to find a review that maybe says like what genre it is or something so you can get an idea. And it's going to be well-known movies. It's not going to be, you know, some fucking random movie I found. Okay. Um, and then I'll, I'll read you the review and you have to give us your thought process, walk us through it, and let us know what film you think it is. Okay? Okay. Can I at least get the person who wrote the review? Can I get their name? Yes. This is uh, Kate Roger of News Hub from New Zealand. Thank you. I didn't even know I was getting nationality also. I fucking well, love that. Well, it says News Hub parentheses NZ. So I'm assuming New Zealand. Gotcha. September 7th, 2019. That has nothing to do with the release date. Don't let that date um, get, you know, because they're always up and down. Ooh, but see, I can get a lot of information out of that. So, like, if it doesn't have to do with the release date, then that means they're not like a diehard Marvel fan because they waited years to review this film. Quote, fresh, ra- uh, fresh rating. Okay. Original score, four out of five. This feels like Marvel's most intimate film to date and wrapped in the kind of fun that Guardians of the Galaxy delivered in spades. So it's the Marvel's most intimate film hmm. and it's wrapped in the same kind of fun that Guardians and Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy delivered in spades. So you know it's not Guardians of the Galaxy and it's post it's not Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So I'll give you that. It's post Guardians of the it's Galaxy. It's post Guardians of the Galaxy, correct. And it's the <sighs> most Marvel's most intimate film to date. Hmm. Fresh rating. Fresh rating, most intimate film to date, post Guardians Galaxy. Um, now I don't like. I gotta see how you're gonna be doing this because this could this just make no fucking sense <laughs> and it'd be like Endgame where there was like 50 main characters. Um, or is she is she being accurate? And I just kind of gotta think through this here. Um, well, what are some intimate Marvel movies? Honestly, right now I'm leaning Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. I think you know okay. I hate this film. You I think she gave it a four out of five. I think it's intimate with Ant-Man. He's literally small, so you have to be close to him. <laughs> That's good. Um, I like that. I, it's a comedy. I don't think it's Guardians of the Galaxy. It's nowhere near well, that. it's not Guardians. Oh. But, like, that style yes. of, of yes. film. Um, I'm thinking it's that or Multiverse of Madness, just because it's like, <laughs> why the fuck would you? Well, no. Read in 2019. Ah, oh, shit. I shouldn't have seen yeah, Okay. I'm not giving you the date anymore. 2019, I think that could have been, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp, final guess. You're so close, Ty. It's Ant-Man 1. No fucking way. Ant-Man 1. She writes, it is the most intimate film since, or it's the most intimate Marvel film to date, or whatever she wrote, I already scrolled, with the kind of humor that that Guardians of the Galaxy delivered in spades. Ant-Man 1. When did that come out? 2015. Guardians of the Galaxy came out she didn't reference Guardians 2 because it didn't even exist yet. Well, no, it was 19. It did exist. <laughs> Fuck. You were close. You were very close. I really thought you were going Ant-Man on the wall. So I was, actually, and then I was like, no, nah, that's, a, that's a softball for him because he's going to – I think he's – I was thinking Eternals or Ant-Man on the Wasp, and I was like, no, nah, that's softballs for him because those two movies, for different reasons, he would think of. So yeah. then I was like, Ant-Man. That's like a weird MCU movie that – It is. Fuck. Okay. No, this I learned a lot of good stuff from this. Okay, I'll be ready for next week. Okay, that's all I got for you. I'm gonna time. get it. I'm gonna get it before ten. Okay, this is number one. It won't always be Marvel stuff. I know that. I'm gonna yeah. get it before ten. Okay, I believe you. Why did you do Marvel this week? What was the correlation? Is it just gonna just be a random fucking movie? Yeah, just because we're Marvel pod. You that know, might that might make it hard. A lot of Marvel. Yeah. There will be if it's not Mar. And like I said, the the review will either have a hint or I'll give you a hint of some kind. Like maybe the review says this is the best sci-fi movie or comedy something. or yeah. Or I'll tell you beforehand. I'll, I'll give you an appropriate hint. I'm putting my cap at 10. Okay. I'm not going to hit 10 without getting one right. And what if you don't? You're just retiring it from the no. segment we just started? 
No. I'll figure something out. I'm going to get 10. Okay. You you don't even have to think about it because you know that's not going to happen, right? Exactly. That's a future Tyler problem. That isn't going to happen because <laughs> future Tyler will have already guessed a correct movie. <laughs> Love it. That's all I got for you, Ty. Next week, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, Peacock. Is this... And look, is this like a direct to Peacock? Did no, they buy it was this? Sundance. You said that. Yeah. But now on Peacock. Yep. Back to back weeks for Gina Hall. Yep. Rated R. There will be sinning. <laughs> In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.